0: Hi, I'm Grant Dufresne, and welcome to Defrain Ministries podcast channel. We believe that as you listen to this message, your faith will be stirred and you will be encouraged in whatever you are believing God for today. Stay tuned at the end of this message to find out more information about our ministry. So God said to Brother Norval Hayes, and I'm quoting out of his book called Worship, and uh, God said this to Brother Norval Hayes, my children basically love me. But they live in poverty and sickness and defeat. They don't live in heaven's blessings because they don't worship me enough. Yeah. And we've been talking about in connection with that, something that dad Hagen would tell us is that praise brings the anointing yeah. and it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Yeah. So in stating what God said to brother Norval, we would be accurate in saying that. Uh, at making this this statement in connection with it when God said they don't live in heaven's blessings because they don't worship me enough. We could say they don't live in heaven's blessings because they don't worship long enough for the anointing to yes. come into manifestation. Because right. yeah. it's the anointing yeah. that makes all the difference. Yes. And he said you're teaching faith and confession and you're praying for the sick. So teaching of faith teaching of confession and praying for the sick is mentioned, but God is saying there's something missing. Yeah. There's something that needs to be joined with that, which you're doing. And he said, you're teaching faith and confession. You're praying for the sick, but you need to worship me more and you need to teach my people to worship me more. I'm their God and they're my children. If you'll teach my children to worship me more, I'll do great and mighty things for them. And we could say this, he'll do great and mighty things also through them. We would be correct in saying that. And as we were beginning to say last night, is I believe that we're going to have to emphasize praise, worship, rejoicing. All of these are companions. They each operate a little bit differently, but they're still companions together. Uh, if you're a worshiper, you're going to be a joyful person. If, you're a wor- if you say you're a worshiper but you're sad, you've not yet tapped into the real flow of worship. Amen. Hallelujah. When, you work, when we worship and praise God, it's going to change this. Yeah. When we walk out of that place where we've been fellowshipping with God in that flow. Yeah. Amen. And so I believe we're going to have to give praise, worship and rejoicing its proper place in our lives. If we're going to see the fullness of what God has for this era, yeah. the full measure of miracles, the full measure of healing, the full measure of anointing, the full measure of supply. Amen. The full measure of the fivefold ministries, yes. the full measure of the nine manifestations of Amen. the spirit. Amen. Amen. Because we know this Paul and Silas, they were in some a, uh, they were in some move of God. Jesus appeared to Paul and said, excuse me, a, a man of Macedonia appeared and it was by divine mm-hmm divine assignment, come over here, come to us and preach. And when he fulfilled what he saw in the vision, the devil was waiting on him. (laughs) You know? And when we start doing what God's told us to do, the devil's not going to congratulate us. And we have to be prepared with our victory. When we move with God, we don't just want to be uh, mindful and skillful with manifestations of God, but we also have to be skillful with our stand the victory. Right. Amen. That's good. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because Amen. when you start yeah. being a vessel that God uses, you also become a target. Sure. And so we don't want to overlook that our victory is connected to our skillfulness to worship God no matter what's coming against us. Amen. As we were reading in John four, when Jesus was speaking and he said, uh, the time cometh and now is when the father is seeking those who worship him in spirit and in truth, right? Yes. The father is seeking those who, if we could say this, who know how to worship him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, right. yes. They know how people say, well, I know how, well, people know how, as long as their bills are paid. Yes. They're full of worship and rejoicing. Right? When bills are paid, it's easy to say, Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! He's my provider. But what about when there's a threat of not enough? That's it. We still have to know how to worship Him as provider. And the Father is seeking those who know how. Not those who feel like it. Because when everything's in place, you always feel like it. <laughs> and when things try to get out of place, you feel like worrying. Or you feel like complaining. But that we can't do that if we know how to worship. We know how to worship when it looks dark, when it looks light, when it looks happy, when it looks sad. We know how. Amen. skill skill in holding our emotions under, holding our feelings under, holding our observances subject to the word. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And this is what Paul and Silas. Now, Pastor Noel this morning was talking about Barnabas, that he uh, was in the plan of God as he traveled with Paul. But at one point, he, the Bible says he determined. He determined. It's not good for us to be determined unless God has determined it. We should only be determined about what God has already determined. And it says that Barnabas determined, meaning he got adamant that his way was going to be carried out and what was his way he was going to uh, bring his nephew Mark with them on the trip and Paul said no we're not taking him because when he went before and we faced oppositions he ran. Now Paul did not say that because he was upset with Mark. Paul was saying that because he knew I can't take someone that's not prepared to worship. When they're hurting. That's it. That's good. Yeah. That's, yeah. 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 He was trying to protect Mark. Because he wasn't. He did not have the skill. And the development yet. To face what they were going to face. With victory in his mouth. And all of us have to grow. To that place. And it's not about. Getting your way—it's about keeping people safe by not putting them in places they're not prepared to be in. God will not put us in places we're not prepared for. We must be—we must make sure we're preparing ourselves by with His help. Amen. So we we say, "I believe in God for miracles." I believe in God for healings, which is right. But we also have to realize we have to be prepared for what's going to come against that. Because if we're not careful, all we talk about and all we're aware of is we want God to manifest. We sure do, but we better be skillful in our role when the manifestation happens. And our role is not just to lay hands on people. Our role is talking about when Dr. Summerall was in Java ministering to that nation. And, and uh, in the middle of the night, his bed starts dancing. And it wasn't because he was on it dancing. (laughs) It was because he was there and the devil was trying to frighten him out of the region. And all kinds of manifestations. And he basically said, put it back. Amen. Why? He wasn't just prepared to go and be a blessing. He was prepared to stand his ground against any opposition that would stop him from being a blessing. So we have to realize that. This last day revival doesn't just call for hunger. It calls for preparation. Yes. Very good. Amen. And we need to be prepared and skillful with the ability to stand unmoved yes. when things are opposing us yes. that we are skillful in staying in the presence of God and his praise shall continue to be in my mouth is what helps us yes. to stay Amen. in the presence of God. Amen. When my husband went home to be with the Lord, I did not start figuring, trying to figure out what am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? What am I going to do about this? My number one job was to stay in the presence of God because every answer about all those things are there in the spirit. That was my job. Amen. Amen. And the way I did that for days and weeks, my number one flow for I mean, whether people ever heard me or not, yeah. within myself and within my focus and my attention was, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, I worship you, Father, I worship, I've got to stay mindful of him and his presence so that the presence of everything else that needed tending to did not get louder. Right. Oh, that's, good. Amen. That's, Amen. Good, good. that's you say. How did you keep grief and sorrow out? That's how I did it. Exactly. Yeah. I worshipped. I kept my attention off of what I kept my attention off of events. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. excellent. Well, yes. Yeah. Events will happen, but they're not worthy of your attention. Right. Yeah. Praising and worshiping God. Amen. 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 That's right. That was how. And this is what God is looking for. Those who, when, when things happen, what do you do? Amen. Not just what do you know you should do? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yes. What do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So Paul and Silas, uh, when Barnabas left, God had a replacement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Silas yeah. was already on the trip yes. and Silas was prepared to step in and take over and Barnabas was saying yes not just to going with the man of God Barnabas was saying yes to fighting the fight of faith yeah. Yeah. That's right. Barnabas was saying yes to the opposition he would face in victory right. yeah. and so they of course go and deliver the message that God has for that region and they were not congratulated they were beat yeah. <laughs> they you know they they did not want they did not want the little girl in their community free. Right. Yeah. It's amazing because see, you go thinking, oh my gosh, people are going to be so grateful. Yeah. So grateful that what God has me to say for them and right. God has me to bring to them. They're going to be so grateful. They were, they were grateful enough to give you residency. Yeah. <laughs> the local jail. Yeah. And basically tell them, come, don't come in here messing with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And whipped them for it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Paul and Silas, they prayed. Mm-hmm. Prayer is right. Prayer is what we must yeah. do. Right. But prayer is always... And, pray, and we we talk about prayer, they no doubt were requesting things right, right. of God. Yes. Saying what they were believing. Uh-huh. Knowing what God would do for them yeah. when it looked dark. It said they prayed and they sang praises. Yes. Amen. Yes. They knew how to worship God. Yes. Amen. 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 And God is seeking those yes. who know how to worship him. Why? Because he can manifest. Right. Don't let circumstances change what you know. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh. Dad Hagan made this statement. I believe there is a close relationship between ministering to the Lord and receiving deliverance from tests and trials. I believe there's a close relationship between ministering to the Lord and receiving deliverance from tests and trials. Because as Paul and Silas ministered to the Lord at a very difficult time, uh, deliverance was ministered back to them if we're not careful at a hard time, we think we're the ones that needs ministering to. Yeah. Sure, yeah. 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 And faith says, no matter what I'm facing, I know who I'm ministering to and it's right. not me. Right. Right. Worry is ministering to your own. Yeah. Oh, that's good. yeah. <laughs> that's good. yeah. yeah. Fear is ministering focused on you. Then dad Hagen made this statement. Any man can pray when they're faced with a need. Well, we know this. I mean, people will get on television who don't believe in prayer anywhere in a public place or in a school or anything. And when a tragedy happens, they're all calling for prayer. We're just praying. We're just praying. Well, that's fine, but it's hard to learn it when you're When you've been rejecting it for all the time. But anyway. So, Dad Hagen said, Any man will pray. He didn't say any Christian. He said, Any man will pray when they're faced with a need. But only a man of faith will praise when he's faced with a need. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All things are easy for God. You understand that? All things are easy for God. There are many things impossible to us. There are many things hard for us, but none of that is true about God. Nothing is hard for God. Nothing is impossible in his realm. And worship is you focusing not on what is in your realm, yeah, that's but focusing on that's what is in good. his realm, the easy realm, yeah, the possibility good. realm. Yeah, the possibility yeah. realm. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Remember that's what good. we were saying on Tuesday night and when Smith Wigglesworth was called along with other people, other Christians to pray for the woman that was within moments of dying. Yeah. And different ones circled around her bed and prayed, oh, God, comfort the family and, right. the, you know, help the grieving father and the grieving children. Yeah. And Smith Wigglesworth prayed and she was raised up. That's and he right. told him after he said, you prayed looking at the dying woman. I prayed looking at Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. There's the key. Right. Yes. Worship keeps you looking at Jesus. Yes. Praising keeps us looking at Jesus. Rejoicing keeps us looking at Jesus. Amen. Praising, worship, and rejoicing keeps us looking at the one who everything is easy for. Yes. Yes. When something's hard for you, now you need an easy view. Right. Yes. When something shows up in your life that's it's hard for a human... You, need, you have to change the view from hard to easy. Yeah. That's right. Excellent. That's Good. Right. Amen. Yeah. There are things impossible for men. Absolutely impossible. Yes. Absolutely yes. impossible. Yes. But everything is possible yes. with yes. God. Yes. And those who believe that get to partake of those possibilities. Yes. Yes. All things are, po- you say, well, all things are possible to him that believes. Yeah, it's limited to those who believe. <laughs> yeah, right. All things are not possible. Right. All things are possible to him that believes. Yeah. Yeah. Worshiping is showing you're a believer. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Praising is showing, Hallelujah. I believe. Yes, I believe. yes. I believe. The devil will say, well, you don't know how. I don't have to know how. I just have to believe. That's right. I just have to believe. That's right. Amen. The devil will say that's impossible for that to happen. Yes, except for the ones that believe. Yes. Amen. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We, I've, I've, in the past, I've told a bit of the story about a woman who, uh, during the healing revival, I don't know her name, but I heard uh, some ministers tell the story of her. They said she was a female Wigglesworth. She lived down in the Dallas, Texas area, and uh, under her ministry during the healing revival, conjoined twins were separated on the spot. Wow. Wow. See, we see, whoa, yeah. that is very notable. Why? Because it is so impossible. Yeah. 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 Come on, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Do we see many impossible situations changed? Do we see much of the impossibility done? Well, do we see it much? No, because people call it hard. So when we call it hard, we don't believe right. Because we think it's hard. Believing means all things are easy. It turns all things easy. Amen. Amen. God does what we do. If we call it hard and we approach it as hard, then we're not going to believe right. Yeah. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. So we need to start talking about how easy, easy. Yes. not, we're not referring to us when we're talking about easy. We're referring to him. Yeah. Yeah. We're referring to him. Yeah. Yeah. You've heard me talk about With all the things that I had financial obligations on, six and a half million dollars when Ed went home to be with the Lord. And I needed a million quickly. Mm -hmm. And then you open the big, a great big love letter from the IRS. Not, you know, it doesn't even fit in a legal size. It needs its own packet. (laughs) And when it arrived, I just, I didn't even open it up yet. I held it up. Father, I thank you. Yeah. No matter what's in here, there's a supply for it. Yes. What am I talking about? I'm talking yeah. about how easy it is how for easy. him. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because it's it's hard for me, right. but it's easy for him. Yeah. Yeah. So praising and worshiping yeah. is us putting our attention yeah. on who it's easy for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Just quit, We've got to quit assigning our difficulties to God. Right. Yeah. Just because it's difficult for us, don't don't accuse him of what our inabilities are. And that's what we do. We approach him based on our inability. And we think because it's hard for us, it's hard for him. It's nothing to him. It's nothing. 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 Yeah. It's so we all things are easy. All things are easy. Amen. If we call it hard, then we dismiss ourselves from the impossible. We dismiss ourselves from really what is possible because we're calling it impossible. Yes, it's impossible for us, but who's talking about us? Amen. No help originates with us. (laughs) Amen. If we call him miracle worker, he will be miracle worker. Amen. Amen. If we say that it's hard for us to get our bills paid, it will be hard for us to get our bills. If we say money comes easy to me, it'll come easy. It is what we call. Amen. And then God can only be what we call. Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, and we want to look at a few of these passages. Yeah. Luke 16, verse 11, and it came to pass as Jesus went to Jerusalem, Luke 16, 11. it came to pass as Jesus went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, And as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were what? They were cleansed. That means leprosy stopped. Did I say 16? Is it 17? 17. Thank you. You're welcome. I've got it wrong in every single one of my places where I note that one. I've got it wrong. But it's 17. God bless you. Luke 17. Miss Janine, can I have your pen so that we can change this? It's bad when the copy and paste is is er- erroneous. Okay. Cause some of you weren't sure what happened to these fellows. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> so let's get them cleansed again. Let's go to verse 14 of Luke 17 and when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass as they went. They were Gland. Gland. <laughs> more founded. Praise the Lord. It's scriptural. it's scriptural. Verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed. I, I like these, these words turned back, yes. turned back. Yes. And with a loud voice glorified God. Yes. He turns back and he's loud as he's approaching. Yes. He's loud. See, see the order. He's turned back and with a loud voice, he's glorifying God. All the, praise God! Praise God! All this, he's saying with a loud voice all the way after he's turned, all the way back in his journey back to Jesus, he's loud. <laughs> With a loud voice, glorified God, and finally he reaches Jesus in verse 16, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. He hadn't been taught, but you don't have to be taught to show gratitude. I mean, when you're grateful, you're grateful. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Amen. Verse 17 and Jesus answering, were there not 10 cleansed? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now notice Jesus didn't say, hmm, maybe only one got it. Yeah. 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 Were there not 10 cleansed? Look at this. Where are the nine? Yeah. He's asking this man, "Where are your buddies?" Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I would have to say, in 25 years of pastoring, I have thought many times when you look out on the congregation, "Where's the guy that got healed last week? Where is he? Wait, wait, wait. Where? How come I don't see him here?" How come I don't see that one that I had marriage counseling with last week? Where are where are they? Where are they? Say it. Come on. It's appropriate for your man of God to say, where are you? Where are you? When you receive something from this church, where are you? Well, I go to another church, but if you didn't receive anything there, why are you there? Go where you get something. I'm not talking about stealing sheep. I love what your your pastor used to say. He said when people would leave their churches to come to his church because he was preaching a good word. And is a word church and they would leave places where they weren't hearing the word and they'd come and and pastors would say, You're stealing my sheep, me wasn't. He said, if your sheep were skinny enough to get through the fence over to mine, and they got so fat they couldn't get back through the fence. <laughs> Go where you're fed. Go where you're fed. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at deframeministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Defray Ministries.